Yo, 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 what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Broken Vessels, episode two. I really hope y'all lean into this one because this is going to be a banger. We are definitely tonight going to be talking about it's okay to not be okay. Your boy Cash here. We got Jared. Jared, we got Keith. What's going on, fellas? How y'all doing tonight? What up, guys? What's up? What's up? Hey, man. So I really, before we jump into the word, before we really get into everything, I really want to know. How's y'all's week been, man? How's y'all's week? Because we're definitely on a topic for a certain reason, because mm. we as men know it's okay to not be okay sometimes. So, hey, Keith, I'll go ahead and let you spin it off real quick. Hey, man, um, this week was an interesting week. We literally had floodwaters to deal with here in Louisiana, man. Um, and it, it was tough. I, I won't lie, because it came out of nowhere. There was not like a storm warning or anything. Um, but even in the midst of that, like I'm reminded that God remains good and whatever happens to you, you know, you have to make a choice on how you're going to respond to it. 100%. So for me, it was great to be able to encourage my neighbors um, to be a light out here. And other than that, man, it's been a, it's been a pretty decent week. Jerry, what you got? And last week was fun. Uh, <laughs> after, after the conversation we had last week, I, I, I realized some things and uh, the weekend went better my week went better um and i mean i ha- i had some pitfalls uh what i'll get into a little bit but um i had a pitfall and i had to actually be vulnerable with something and somebody and that really actually broke out um not just myself but somebody else so what about you though how about you darian man i had a great week i had a great week uh definitely Uh, I want to say a high flying week, especially after Tuesday, you know, I was really diving into like what our why is, why we're doing this, who we're reaching, how many more people can we reach with this word? And then the weekend hit and it was like, wait a minute, something happened, something shifted. And I, I, I didn't necessarily think everything was going bad, but I definitely could feel like, ooh, it's okay Mm. to sit here for a second, feel these feelings, understand what's happening right now, but we're back. We revitalized and we're coming in to let everybody know vulnerably what's going on. So again, let's go ahead and jump jump right into this. As a matter of fact, we actually didn't talk about this. So everybody watching, this is about to be live. But Keith, if you don't mind, you want to lead us into prayer real quick so we can get this Ah. thing started? Yeah, man. Let us pray. Let us pray. Um, God, as we gather right now, we pray that you would anoint this conversation, Lord. Anoint this dialogue, Lord. We want you not just to speak to us but to speak through us, God. We want to hear your voice so that somebody can be set free, that our vulnerability, God, would be something that breaks a chain, that tears down a barrier for somebody. But we give you all the honor. We give you all the praise that you would get the glory out of this conversation tonight. God, we bless every viewer that's tuned in, those who could not tune in. Overall, we give you honor and we give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Oh, so guys, uh, I'm, a, I'm, I'm kind of going to cut, cut into it because I, I kind of started the story and I feel like I need to talk about it. But let it out. Last, it. Week, last week was rough. Yeah. Um, and by rough, I mean, last week I was at a point where I kind of felt I felt really heavy. I felt a little bit of depressed. Actually, I felt a lot of bit of depressed. And I felt really like, man, I need to do something about it. Um, so I have some guys that I hang out with every week down here and I talk to them on a regular basis and I just text them. I was like, yo guys, we got to hang out. 
can I'm feeling depressed. Can we hang out? Um, can can we hang out because we haven't hung out all in a while? I haven't been around. I mean, I haven't been around to hang out with you guys. That there's been things going on, and it's like we need to do this. So I get text message back about, and I'm driving. Like I literally was driving in the rain at the time. Don't text and drive. I pulled over into a Whataburger, <laughs> and uh, and I was driving. And it was raining. And I was just like, you know, maybe I'll, maybe it was the weather, but I was like, look, I need to send this. So I did. And then I get a text message back saying, yeah, we can do it. And then a few minutes later, I get a text message back saying, you know what? I'm feeling kind of depressed too. Mm-hmm. Um, so we hung out, me and my friends, we hung out, we got together. We, we, we spent some time with each other talking about stuff. And uh, we like, that was part of the reason we had this topic is, we had that we were vulnerable with each other and um i decided hey look i'm not gonna just be here by myself upset and frustrated anymore i'm not gonna be sad about it about what's going on like i don't even know why i feel this way hmm. and at that point i had to just dis- i mean i i just was like you know let me just say it and because i said it somebody else was able to say it somebody else was able to say hey look i feel the same way i'm feeling depressed also hmm. um and that's what we as men have to do because a lot of times we try to be really 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 strong and and we're held to this expectation of perfect uh and we hold ourselves to a higher standard than we generally hold other people to absolutely and then we start holding other people to that same standard Mm -hmm. and then we don't talk because now we don't know what that person thinks about us or will say about us and we don't know what this what that person will think about me i don't know how i'm supposed to be able to share after that point so we as men have to be vulnerable um and being vulnerable doesn't actually break things down it doesn't break down friendships it doesn't take things apart the way that we generally think would happen what actually ends up happening is other people are able to open up and that's why we have this this group in the first place yeah yep. is specifically to talk about that so Absolutely, man. And so I, I love I love what you said. And I, I loved your vulnerability with that. Right. So one thing that I wanted to touch on is, is again, like you said, this is the reason why we have this group. This is the reason why we have this podcast. And what we're doing is because what people don't know is I call you two all the time whenever I'm going through something yeah. like. But you also call me yeah. when you have something going on. And so I think what what's what's talking to me right now is the whole premise behind calling someone your brother, someone calling your someone your friend, someone that's been in your life for a very long time. As men, again, we will look at it and go, I got to hold this in. I can't tell them. They'll look at me and they'll judge me. But what was the whole reason why y'all were friends in the first place? What was the whole reason why you're my brother? You're not my brother. Sometimes you're not my brother when I'm happy. It's just like going back to God. I'm not going to just go to God whenever I'm upset i'm gonna go to god when i'm happy and so when you flip that into the human stance is i'm gonna go to my brothers when i'm not okay sometimes and i'm gonna realize that it's okay to not be okay and sometimes i need to be poured into even though they might look at me as a oh you pour i pour into you you help me through my situation sometimes i need to be pouring out as well so i think that's really beautiful that you really did open up and say hey look hey i need to talk and guess what that led to? Like you just said, it led to other men, other people, other establishments in your life to go. Thank you for letting that off your chest, because I got something too. 
And I think exactly. that is beautiful. That is beautiful. I mean, I think one of the things is we don't realize, especially as men, that we're not always competing all the time. Mm. It's not always a competition. Mm. And generally, there's more things that we feel similar about than we than we feel different about. Right. And generally, your friends are normally going through some of the same things that you're going through. And if you're doing anything, especially for God, there is a weight that comes with that. Come on. Because and there, there's a gravity that comes with that because you're no longer just doing for yourself. You're no longer just doing for you. So now the enemy wants to come and fight you. So depression and anxiety, anything that you get, like especially if you're working for God, is just going to come. And you just have to have strong men around you that can pray for you, that can talk to you, that can uplift you, and also can tell you to rest. Yes. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, yes. It's been said, man, in, in the kingdom that to be used by God is to be used by man. And that's part that we don't get sometimes. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm doing this work. I'm working on this ministry or I'm, I'm doing this for the church. And we get upset when people use us. Mm. But you have to remind yourself that, like, if I'm doing this work for God, there will be people that take advantage of me. There will be people that that misuse my kindness. Um, but you can't allow that to turn you into a cold-hearted person. You know, it's one of those things where. You just pray for strength. And like you said, Derek, having that strong group of men uh, that you can call upon. Notice I did say men, um, because I think it's important that you have multiple sets of friend groups, regardless of gender. But I do believe that sometimes the vulnerability aspect, it can be difficult to express it to the opposite gender at times. Um, so having that strong group of guys, I think is, is invaluable. Absolutely. Absolutely. I actually want to go ahead and read a quote for you guys that, uh, really spoke to me today, especially when I was just going through the notes, going through everything that we were going to be talking about tonight. And this quote really stood out to me, and I'm going to tell you why after it's, it's done. So it's by Marie Curie. I don't, I don't know if that's really how you should say it, but that's how I'm going to say it. It's Marie Curie. Um, it says, life is not easy for any of us. And I do want to stop there for a second and help everybody to realize that you put on this, you put on this strong face, this this I'm a man and nothing's ever wrong. Guys realize life is not easy for any of us. Yep. But what of that? We must have perseverance and above all confidence in ourselves. We must believe that we are gifted for something and that this thing at whatever cost must be attained. And with that, what really jumped off the page to me and what really spoke to me wasn't even that it came from this certain Marie Curie. It came from God to me. It came from God saying, look, I'm going to sit with you right next to you when you're going through that tough time. When it's not OK to be or when it is OK to not be OK, God is saying, I know you're not OK right now. Yep. I understand the world that I put you in right now, but I'm going to sit right here just so that you know that you will get through it. You will persevere. You will push through. But you have to lean. And you have to lean on brothers, men, women. You have to lean on everybody as well as me. And God is going to sit there through that so that you can push through. Now, what most people do is they go, I'm good. I got it. I'm going to take care of it. I'm, I'm good. And you're sleep, you sleep, what, two hours a night because you're just letting it race. You're just letting it run yeah. because you're taking care of it yourself. It's okay to not be okay sometimes, people. But God is sitting right there saying, you're not okay, but I got you. I see what you have going on in the future. I see you getting through this. Trust me, and you will get through it. Trust me, 
you can call Jared. Trust me, and you can call Keith. And you will get something that I am telling them to have you do in right. this moment. Yeah, I, I think I, I think it's all a trust thing, but trust is built on a relationship. Yes. Um, and and we I think I think we should we'll probably dive maybe we even probably dive into that relationship aspect with uh, about God next week. Well, I think we I think that might be the topic we talk about, but um, it's about our relationship and having a relationship. But there's not just a relationship with God, but also a relationship with people that can hold you accountable. Mm. Um, That's what I have with you guys. That's what I have with my other friends. If you can't hold me accountable and I can't sit here and tell you what's going on in my life and trust you to tell me the truth, Mm. then that's really where we're, we're not, we don't have that relationship there. And we might be able to build at some point, but we don't have that relationship yet. So what I did was I called on people who I know can hold me accountable, people who know me, know what level and I operate at, know where I operate mentally, spiritually, physically, everything. And I called on them to say, hey, look, I'm not doing well. I know that you guys will uplift me. I need you to also hold me accountable and show me and tell me the things that I'm missing. Um, actually, uh, Keith, if you want to touch on that, and then I'm going to show a video that actually shows that I think is a great perspective on having a, some, a friend show you a perspective and holding you accountable to something different than what you thought. All right. Um, I think that's an important point because we live in a culture right now where you surround yourself with people that are fine as long as you're flying high. Mm. It's the people that you can go out with, the people you can grab dinner with, the people that you can have a party with, the people that are going to be there um, when everything's going good in your life. Mm-hmm. But oftentimes, those are the people that you can't tell that you're depressed. Those are the people you can't tell that you're, you have anxiety right now. Those are the people you can't tell that the childhood pain is still real today. And yes. that's why it's so important that you don't just surround yourself with people that can handle you at your best mm. because those people won't hold you accountable. Those people don't want to see the ugly side because your ugly side might reveal some of their ugly sides. And instead of working on those together, they end up saying, no, uh, uh-uh, that's too much. You need to get over that, not realizing that we all need to bring those things to the surface. So I, I 100% agree, man, that you need people that can hold you accountable, that can really get, talk to you spiritually and not just dismiss it. And you're just like, oh, like these are my friends, but I can't tell them about that. No. You need to have people that you can tell what's going on in your life so that you're not fighting this battle alone. Yes, God is always there and in charge, but God has also put people in this world in your life to see you through. Yes. Yes. I actually want st- to st- talk on that just a little bit, too, is um, having I don't I don't want us to dismiss the fact that it's OK to have people that you're going to have fun with. It's OK to have people that only see you at your best. However, you have to have hold yourself accountable to understand that there are certain other people that you need to go to, that you will go to, that will feed you whenever you're in those ruts. And instead, I think some people, I'm not saying all, but some people, they they like the, oh, I just want to be happy and party. Well, sometimes you're masking the hurt with I'm going to go party. 
and then you go back home and you're still not accountable you're still not reconcil reconciling everything you're not fixing what that root cause might be that god is telling you hey you need to call key hey you need to call jared but instead i'm out partying so hey, man. get you I mean, somebody that can do both i mean i think i, I touched I, I don't know if i touched on this podcast but i i like to call it the highlight reel don't mm. compare your life to somebody else's highlight reel yeah mm. and don't compare your life to your own highlight reel like Instagram. Ooh, I mean, social media. Instagram is just a highlight reel. I mean, most people don't post. If you look at most of your posts, I'm in depression. Right. <laughs> most people don't post. Hey, I'm depressed. Everybody, help! Now there are people that do, and they do a great job at it, and they do a great job of getting, letting people know and be aware of what's actually going on in their life and showing that it's okay and it's okay to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Just like us right now, we're sharing publicly with all of you and the world forever that hey look we go through some stuff but it's not just for us it's 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 actually to benefit all because we're, we care more about we care more about people's hearts and people's souls and people's spirit than we do care about like your act like we don't need it's not just about us and how we feel and on the right. good days it's about all of us at together coming together and understanding that we are all similar we are all part of the same kingdom. We are all part of the same world. We are all human. We all have flaws. None of us are perfect. And we have now put in a place, Instagram and Facebook and social media where everything looks perfect all the time. And it's not. Yep. Um, I'm gonna share this real quick video, real quick. Um, and I think this does a great job of, of I'm gonna dis describing exactly um, how we need to look at things from a different perspective and how our friends and having good friends who can hold you accountable, who you trust to hold you accountable, can say something and speak something into you. And my friend said, hey, uh, make sure you rest while you're working and let your spirit work on your sermon too. I was like, all right, cool. I don't know really how to rest because I identify myself by what I do. And I, I tend to associate my worth with my work. Somebody say, I'm not what I thought I was. I always thought I was only as good as my trophy. I mean, I'm, I'm, I can be blamed for this all the time. I'm one of those people where my friends have to tell me to rest. Yes. I, and I mean, I mean that wholeheartedly. I have three really close friends, the same friends I told you I was that told me I was depressed. I have three really good friends who can see me physically on a on a weekly basis and tell me, Jared, you're overdoing it. You're sitting there and you're 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 trying to do it all and you're not letting God come in and fill some time. You're not you're not taking that time to rest. You're not you're not fasting. Mm. You're not taking a break. You're not letting, you're not giving a gap for God to come in and work. And I needed somebody to actually tell me that physically. Cause I wasn't, I, I was so exhausted that I wasn't listening. Mm. Mm. Um, but what about you guys? Go ahead, Keith. Um, in general, man, I think when I consider most of my life, it's been this constant strive, like to excel at the highest level. Um, and what I've learned is it's, it's not healthy. It's honestly not healthy. Um, 
finding a good balance is, you know, uh, trying to be the best that you can be is good, but you don't need to always do it under your own strength. And that's where I would find myself depleted. God's like, you carry in this thing, but I never told you carry it by yourself. Mm. You're, you're tugging this thing, but I never told you to tug this thing. So for me, I've learned now in my later years, like, man, I could have given a lot of the things that I was struggling with and carrying weight with to God a long time ago. Um, and it makes a difference because he does not desire to see you struggle on your own. God does not desire to just stand back and see, oh, I'm going to wait for you to fail. God's like, no, I'm going to wait for you to give that thing to me. You might fall a couple of times, but he's always there waiting to grab it. But now I can kind of recognize a little bit better. And my family does a really good job even now to be like, Keith, you're doing too much. You're doing too much. You're going to burn out. <laughs> you're doing too much. So having that voice that you also trust. We talked about trust not too long ago. Having a voice that you can trust. Because there's some people that will tell you you're doing too much. And you can be doing the bare minimum. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. And, and the reason why they tell you you're doing too much is because they're not doing enough. So mm -hmm. they say you're doing too much to make up for what they're not doing. Or important. So what you got, Jared? I was going to say, or they don't know you well enough. Yeah. Because, because they might not be part of your circle to understand. They might, they might not be part of your circle that you're even working with. You, they might be just not, they might not just know you well enough to know what is too much. So you got, so just be, it's important to be careful, right? Like you, you, everything that someone says until you, you have to still uh, measure and see where that, where they're coming from with it. Absolutely. And it's I, I like what Jared just said that they, they're not they might not be part of your circle. Right. But let's really go into what people. So we've we've come, you know, through freedom, as we talked about last week, we've come through understanding where we are, who who we are as men so that we could come forth and be vulnerable with all of this. Mm -hmm. Right. But let's not dismiss the fact that there are some people that believe, oh, those are my circle, though. You're talking about my circle. Mm. It's time to really dive into who your real circle is it's not something that just brings you pleasure it's not something that just brings you happiness because those people will they will tear you down if you are not careful they will bring you to a place where you're like why did he tell me to not pray tonight when i really just i just needed to pray and go to bed i know it's one in the morning but i needed to pray first no they might not be a part of that circle that really understands what you need to replenish yourself. Mm. Um, I, I think the other day I was talking to uh, Keith and I told him, hey, I'm very overwhelmed. Keith didn't go, no, you're, no, you're not. Or he didn't go, oh, yeah, you're overwhelmed, bro. He went, let me hear it. What are you overwhelmed with? What's going on? What is happening? I even told Jared, I think today we had a conversation about me being overwhelmed. And he sat there and said, OK, let's list the things out. Okay, this is why you feel overwhelmed, but have you shifted your perspective? Because I still want you to accomplish this task. I still think God is calling you to do these certain things. Like, ladies and gentlemen, I got ordained and I'm about to be an officiant. Like, I definitely didn't see that coming, but it made me feel like I was overwhelmed. And they were like, both of them, both of them were like, no, you're not overwhelmed. You just need to breathe understand that this is something god has called you to do and so let's let's take the steps and keith was like well i got a link for you to get you signed up jared was like i got a prayer for you because i wanted to get make sure that you get through this and that is my circle some people look at it and go well the person that was like 
Yeah, but you're overwhelmed, so you're going to not do it. Those are not your circle. So be uh, very attentive to who your circle is and who you let in. Go ahead. I got, I know Jerry. No, go, ahead, go ahead, Keith. Go ahead, Keith. Dude, uh, this is amazing. I didn't want to go here tonight, but you're making me go here. Yeah. Um, you're basically touching on what what's, you know, relational intelligence, right? Yep. So everyone around you is not a part of your circle. That part. And when you can recognize that, it can literally change your life. Uh, this is not just me capping. This is not cultural. This is biblical. Even Jesus had an inner circle. Yes. Peter, James, and John, present at the Mount of Transfiguration, present in the Garden of Gethsemane, present. They were showing up, and he understood that there were certain things that he needed his inner circle present for. And some people may not know what their inner circle is yet, and that's completely fine. It's but okay. I want people to understand that everybody, everybody has a core circle. And you need to recognize that so that you're not pouring out into places that God never intended on you pouring. Yes. Some of us are empty right now, pouring into circles that have holes in them. So everything you pour just leaks out. But when you can identify like this is part of my circle and this is where God is calling me to pour my attention. This is not to say as a child of God, you ever disregard other people's needs or just ignore them. But you just have to know where to focus your energy and your attention and not just where you pour, but what get poured into you. That's it. What you got, Jared? I was just going to say you, you just you are. I didn't even have to say it because you said it. But <laughs> you have to make sure that you have people that will pour into you. Yes. Absolutely. When you when when you get to a place where you no longer have somebody that's going to pour into you, you're going to run into an issue. And there's a there are times where you are called to pour into other people yep. and you're on a mission and you're called to pour into other people. But when do you see people go on a missions trip by themselves? Mm. When do you see Jesus did Jesus went into the wilderness by himself, but he didn't he in the wilderness, he wasn't pouring into the thousands by himself. He was getting poured into, he's getting filled. You have to know that, hey, look, I need to, and my Google just went off, but you have to have people pour into you and you have to know that God is your well and allow God to pour into you in order to be able to pour into other people. Otherwise your couple were dry. And that's what happened to me last week. And I didn't even want to go into the specifics, but I was pouring into so many things that I didn't need to pour into. And I wasn't listening to God and God. And I got to a point where I was just like, God, I don't know. I'm pouring out. I'm pouring out. Do I keep pouring out into everybody? Do I just keep pouring, pouring, pouring? I need somebody to pour into me. God, I'm listening to you, but I need, like, I just need somebody to pour into me. And that's where I got, that's what I needed. That's what I, I needed. My friends that did pour into me on a regular basis because I was used to having them. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then they weren't there for a period of time. And I recognized it after a period of time and I need to ask for it. So it's, I had to be vulnerable and say, look, bro, I need, I need you guys. Exactly. Um, and, but let's go. I, I, I want to touch on something else. If your circle does not include somebody who doesn't know God, it's too small. Yep. Your circle, your your circle. If 
-hmm. Your circle does not include somebody who doesn't know God, or maybe you don't know God. If your circle doesn't include somebody who does know God, Come on. it's too small. Yep. And the reason being is you should be pouring out some of you into your friends and into your circle. You should be pouring out some of you into the people who are not in your circle. And then you should have, you should be, you should actually have people in your circle constantly pouring into you. It's a circle because it goes like this and, and you're, and what you're pouring out should, should, end up reciprocating some way and at some point in time it should just keep coming around and around and you guys will i mean you can god will fill the gaps while you guys what you're pouring out is coming from god when you're pouring out to others is coming from god but your love for in front your love your friendship with your friends that's when what you're pouring out to each other especially when somebody's going through a hard time somebody's going through a breakup if you're going through a hard time right now Feel free to just raise your hand in the chat on any of the chats and just just raise your hand. And or just like our group and and send us a message, send us a direct message and say, hey, look, I'm going through a rough time and tell us what it is so we can pray for you. But there is there is something special about having people who will pour into you. There's something special about having this group because we're able to pour into each other. We're able to reach out to each other. We're able to talk to each other. There's something special about having leaders that can pour into you. Mm -hmm. There's something special about having family members that can pour into you. Yep. But there's also something special about being poured into and being able to pour that into somebody else. Yes. Come on. Um, go ahead, Cash. Uh, I got, um, you got a, um, you mentioned something earlier this week. I want to hear your thoughts on it. Um, about pouring from an empty place. Um, pouring, <laughs> <laughs> man. Okay. So we're going to dive into that. Look, I'm going to do what y'all did. We're going to dive into that. Man. So as a matter of fact, it kind of ties into exactly what I was actually about to say. So there was a point in time where, um, I would pour and pour and poor and i'm not going to mention any names anything like that but i will say that it was somebody that was solid in my life for many and many years and i would just pour into this person pour into this person but every single time i poured into this person it was like they were getting it and i felt like and i just had this jared we talked about this right before this actually i felt like oh i just was pouring and it was overflowing for him and and, it, and everything like he was just getting from me everything he needed but i was never getting anything in return but what was really happening is i was emptying my will everything that i could do and it wasn't pouring into this person that person had a cap they had a lid on the cup and it was just flowing over the top it was just sliding down the sides nothing was being receptive it was just i'm i'm letting you know that i'm here for you i'm letting you know that i love you i'm, I'm letting you know that everything's going to be okay god's got your back everything is going to be fine and then I wake up three hours later to a text of just shenanigans. We'll, we'll, we'll leave it at that. Shenanigans. Uh, and so it's really dangerous. Is that the word? Yeah, it's dangerous. No, it is. <laughs> to pour from an empty place because you continuously keep pouring and pouring and you're not being filled up. You're not being poured back into or before post-freedom or before freedom for me, 
not going back into the word of God, not trusting and leaning back on God and leaning on friends that are of God and or not of God, but that will pour into you. Instead, I was going into a place of isolation and I was continuously pouring out of isolation. That right there is very dangerous. Go ahead, Jerry, because you got a little thought. No, I was just I was just I was just saying that that's good. And I'm, I'm thinking while you're talking. Okay. But yeah, I, I, I can completely agree with you on that and saying that, hey, look, and I, I think the way that you're saying is you're in isolation when you're doing something that God doesn't ask you to do and pouring into somebody that God hasn't asked you to pour into. If God hasn't asked you to pour into somebody and God hasn't asked you to do this, then it becomes difficult because whenever God asks you to do something, he will pour into you everything that you need. But if you feel empty and you feel exhausted from it, that's when you really need to look up and go, is this even from God? Is this the, is this the person that I'm supposed to be helping or do I need to let this person go? Because God is the only thing that can restructure this heart, this mm. soul, and pour into the person that they need to be poured into the way that they need to be poured into. Because right. nine times out of ten, <laughs> wrong, ten times out of ten, God will pour back into you. Regardless if you believe it or not, God is going to pour back into you when your cup is empty. Like I said earlier at the beginning, God is sitting right next to you when you're not okay. And he's saying, it's okay. It's okay. You're not okay right now, but I'm here and I'm going nowhere. Um, I actually wanted to, to loop back in last week's video with the backpack situation. This is actually talking about um, my brothers, right? So not only am I talking about, you know, you had so many things that you put in that backpack for years and years and years, and you just hold on to it as a man, because you know what? I'm a, I got a strong back. I could take care of everything. I could take over the world, right? God is saying, you're going to give me your backpack. The more times that you say, no, God, I'm not going to give you my backpack. He says, okay, give it to Jared. No, give it to Keith. No. Okay, cool. Keith is going to take a rock out. He's not going to take everything out. He's going to take this little rock out for you. Jared's going to take this rock out. He's not going to take everything out because ultimately God wants you to give him the whole backpack. But he's going to take a little bit more out, a little bit more out. And, and I'm trying to really bring it into like what it means to really pour into each other and have each other pour in like they pour into me and I pour back out to them. Is they're helping you take those loads off your back. They're helping you understand what God is trying to say in this moment, in this time. Instead of just sitting there going, it's okay, bro. You'll be all right. Let's just pray about it, man. Just go to bed. Like, no, there's 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 a rock that needs to be taken out. And I'm not talking about the little pebble. Keith has pulled 100-pound rocks off my back. Jared and I worshiped for three hours in his apartment, and he pulled rocks out of my back. Right there. <laughs> like, right, th right there. Right there. And it's it's real, people. It, it, it is absolutely real to have brothers, sisters, friends, family, to understand who's really a part of that circle that can pour into you and that you can pour into. And like Jared said, it's just an evolution of a circle that – I pour into Keith, Keith pours into Jared, Jared pours into me, I pour into Keith. And then it can go the other way because I pour into Jared, Jared pours into Keith, Keith pours into me. But that circle, no matter which way it's going, is never ending because the circle is exactly where you need to be. 
I think I'm going to take that to another level real quick. Go ahead. The enemy mm. will put rocks in your backpack. Mm. If you want to hike, if you're on a hike, who picks up rocks and throws them in your backpack? Somebody who wants you to carry heavy weight. And that's what Come you on. do to prank somebody. That's what you do to make somebody feel like they're to struggle. That's what you do to make it harder on them because for whatever reason, you want their life and their their you want you want to torment them because that's torment. And anybody thinks it's funny, he's gonna bother you with it. Keith and Cash, I know that they'll tell me, hey, I see a rock in your backpack. Let me take that out. You don't need that rock. That's not for you to carry. All these things, that, that's not from God. That's not something you need. That's not a water bottle. That's not that that that's not a book. That's not a compass. All these things that you actually need. That's not your Bible. No, but that's a rock. That's a burden that you chose to carry or somebody put on you that you weren't meant to carry. Yes. And sometimes we pick up rocks and we're like, oh, this is a shiny rock. This looks cool. Ooh, let me put this in my backpack. Yeah. That part. Let me put this one in my backpack. And then we got 50 rocks. They're just rocks. You know what's beautiful about what you just said, too? Is when you have that circle that is just evolution, it's just flowing, right? It's flowing. We're pouring into each other, pouring out of each other and everything, right? When you think, again, go, I think you're you're touching on comparison, right? When you pick up a pretty shiny rock and you think that's your rock and you put it in your backpack, there's like a spider sense or a spiritual sense that my brothers go, hey, man, you all right? I just called you at three o'clock in the morning. I, I just felt like you, you picked something up and you probably shouldn't have. That's when you know you have your circle because I've gotten random calls from Keith. I've gotten random calls from Jared and they're like, Hey, are you good right now? And I'm like, I just got off the phone with somebody I probably shouldn't have talked to. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. That's why I'm calling. Cause God said, Hey, go get your brother. Come he on. has another rock. He just put in his backpack. He got something that he shouldn't have put in there. He's got a burden that he's carrying. That was not intended to be carried by him. Help mm -hmm. him get that thing out of there. Um, that's like touch, that's like touching on the um I mean we've the conversation has, has really just been fluid, but that was one of the questions of like, you know, why is it okay to not be okay? I think we've touched on a lot of those parallels, and one of those things is like pretty much your inability to recognize or acknowledge that you're not okay mm -hmm. gives the enemy the ability to keep you isolated. At that point, he gives you the it, it's the power to feel prideful. It's the power to feel like like I'm hurting, but nobody else know I'm hurting. Mm. So I'm still good. Not realizing, again, the backpack's getting heavier. The hole that we're in, we're just keep digging deeper in. Not even realizing the entire time that we're playing directly into the trap of like, oh, but you're okay. You're, you're okay, though. No, nobody knows you're not okay. But like deep down inside, we're just being smashed a little bit deeper and a little bit deeper. So being able to to have these conversations with your with your with your friends with your family is i mean you can't replace it i i would i'll go as far to say uh hey look a lot of times we're afraid to share and a lot of times we think 
it's not okay for us to say we're not good is because we're thinking about our past history with that person. Man, Cash, Keith, I led you guys in a group. I was your leader. I can't sit here and tell you guys what I'm going through because you guys held me to such a high standard in the past. And that standard is there and I don't want it to go anywhere. That's the past though. That's real talk. That's, that's real dealing talk. with the past. That's that's dealing with something in the past that I, hey, look, you guys don't even know what I was going through during those moments, but we're friends now. We, we can talk. Why am I going to say, oh, you know, okay. So that's the one time. And then it happens again. Oh, you know what? Now I got two issues that I haven't talked about. Mm. And because I don't want, I don't want to, I don't want to talk to them. I haven't talked to him in three weeks. I haven't talked to his friend in three weeks because I just haven't talked to him. And I'm afraid of what they're going to think of me because I've been busy and they're going to think this again, the past. Yep. We deal so much. I, I, I think we focus on our past so much and where we were at that we forget sometimes to think about the present and where we're going. Yeah. There is oh, like progress, progress, Ministries. always. Oh, it, it, let me put it this way. When you get when you get on a roller coaster, and I don't know if you all like roller coasters. I don't like roller coasters, but I'll get on them for certain people. But when you go on a roller coaster, up until recently, where we decided to put to to make roller coasters instant, just like everything else that is bad in this world, instant mm. Instagram, instant, instant, instant. Until we started making roller coasters instant, most of our roller coasters are fastest after going up but they're fastest on their way down. Yep. You always, you take a lot of energy to get high and go and you have, and then the roller coaster goes down. The first, the first big drop in a roller coaster is generally the first slope. Mm. Get you started. And you go all the way up and you come down and that down is fast. It's, it's highly, sometimes it's scary. Well, it actually is scary. It's more scary to go down than up, just like real life. Yeah. And you're on this roller coaster, and then you can go back up. But when you have to get, like, you, you really have to start thinking about, hey, look, I'm going down. I'm going down, and it's going to end. And you know what? There's going to be something else more fun. There's going to be a loop. There's going to be all this stuff. It took all this energy to go down. But if you got on the roller coaster, you want the loop. You want the you want the fun that's in it. You but it took a lot of energy, and it also took a lot of trust to get on that roller coaster in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> and somebody you don't even know. And sometimes we trust the people who build roller coasters and all these things that break all the time more than we trust God. But that's a whole different conversation. So, <laughs> so but uh, I will uh, uh, as I digress. Uh, I want to show this video um, speaking about uh, past. Uh, it came from this weekend. It was at Hope City, uh, and it, it was just awesome. So I'm going to show this video real quick. Let's see if it plays. Can I recommend to somebody watching this room? Don't, don't romanticize your past. 
because the devil would love to get you to go back. He'll remind you of a couple laughs you had, but he will not remind you of the endless tears of desperation when you are crying on your bed or grabbing your steering wheel in traffic saying, God, if you're real, show me a sign. And he did. Gave you a fresh start. Gave you hope and healing. And now you want to go back? To what? Mm. There's nothing back there for you. I mean, I feel like a lot of times we we get so stuck and caught up on where we were, who our friends were, who got who who was in our lives before that we miss the people who are in our present that can talk to us, that can lead us, that can help us, that are going to pour into you. Sometimes it's sometimes it's it's bad relationships, it's old relationships. Sometimes it's it's the girl that I used to date. Come on, man. You're stepping on toes here, uh, Jared. But, but I'm I, I, I'm going to step on people's toes. You know why? Because I'm trying to get to the front of the line. Come on. <laughs> but I'm trying to reach Jesus. And if I have to step on a few people's toes to get there, sorry. I apologize. But your toes will be healed. <laughs> In the name of Jesus, your toes will be healed. That's a that's a good point. I know we're coming close to an end. Because, like, I, I mean, I'll be full of vulnerable, like, really vulnerable right now. Um, I was thinking literally just a couple of days ago about one of my exes, and I was like, "Man, like we had some good times." And he was he was so spot on because he's like, "What you remember? Good times. You you remember all the joy, all the laughter, the travel, whatever it may have been. But you the mind. It's like I think it's called in real. I guess like relational intelligence, like the Phantom X, where yeah. the only thing that comes to your mind." It's good. And you just erase all the bad from your mind. And I was like, you know what, God? Give me the ability to be intentional in remembering while you delivered me out of it. And if you're that intentional, God will literally show you again. This is why you were not happy. This is why you had to get out of it. And when those when those flashbacks start hitting you, you're like, oh, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I kind of forget about it, but time out. I don't need to see all that cut, cut. So again, um, again, being vulnerable here and seeing what else watching, um, if you feel the need to revisit your past and some of those things that you know you once prayed for God to deliver you out of, I encourage you to ask God for wisdom. Yes. Hey, God, can you remind me again why? And God is faithful to give you signs. He'll remind you. He'll bring to recollection Hey, this is why we had to get you out of this. But sometimes our mind will play tricks and just tell us, hey, it was all good. But that's that's all I got to say on that. All right, guys. Well, hey, I love that, Keith. I love what you said with that. And I absolutely agree, man. And I really want to I want to go ahead and bring this down to, uh, I guess, to a close. If we are, we were at, we're right about an hour. A, a landing. A landing. We're going to come right in. We're talking about a roller coaster. We're going to coast into where the roller coaster stops. Go ahead and everybody put your seatbelts on. We're coming in for a hot landing. No, but uh, <laughs> guys, what we really wanted wanted to point out here is whether you're looking at your past, whether you're pouring into people that you probably shouldn't be pouring into, whether your cup is empty and you need to feel filled and you just don't have your circle yet, it's okay. Because at the end of the day, it is okay to not be okay. Now is the time that you can go out in the world and restructure what it's like to not be okay and who you're talking to, who you're leaning on, and who's pouring into you in these moments. Is it God or is it Instagram? Is it your friends or is it that nice flashy little car that gave you instant gratification and then full on debt? 
what are you <laughs> what what are you pouring into so guys it's okay to not be okay but remember that you can still be refilled you can still be refl- replenished <laughs> jared what's up man? what's up man i'm just saying you onto something man hey i'm telling you you it is okay to not be okay but right now is the time that you can change what it's like to be not okay yep and who is gonna pour into you while you pour into them and when god is sitting next to you saying hey you will get through this just like he said you're gonna learn this lesson Mm. and once i deliver you from it and you go back and you you get those flashes of of niceness from the past i'm going to be sitting right next to you in your couch when you're depressed and sad because you're thinking about your ex and i'm going to say hey you remember that lesson you learned when y'all argued this one time remember not to forget do you remember now relax and know that it's okay we'll get through this season now call your brother i'm a, i'm a just tag on the end of this mm-hmm. um in closing if you have a friend, if you have a friend that has been on your mind and you've been thinking about, mm. and you've been thinking about, hey, look, I need to reach out to this person, reach out to them today, give them a call, check on them, see how they're doing. And then after you ask them how they're doing, ask them, how are you really doing? How are you really doing? Hmm. yeah just drop that bomb on drop the mic hey so we love you guys we really do we'll be back again next tuesday at 7 15 p.m central again it's your boy cash we got keith and we got jared we'll catch y'all again next week tuesdays 7 15 p.m this is